To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. Trying to get crazy with this scene. Don't you know I'm local? Jay here, positivesarcasm.com. Merry New Year! Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. Facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. Coffee. Cafe. Bustello. With whipped cream. Twitter at POS Sarcasm. Live streaming on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash positive sarcasm one. You can go to positivesarcasm.com. If you have questions or concerns, you can hit uh, positivesarcasmoutlook.com or you can just go to positivesarcasm.com. You can click on the contact button, which also has a donate button, which also has a PayPal button. There's all kinds of buttons on my page. It's very well laid out. It's easy to figure out. If not, well, you're not good with maps. Uh, Happy New Year. Are y'all still sleeping? Shh. Do y'all have headaches? Do y'all look like Sandra Bullock from Bird Box right now? Y'all got blindfolds on because you're too sensitive to light? Because you drank so fucking much last night, you probably are. You have a low-grade concussion from all the booze you hit yourself with? Or was it that broad that you woke up next to that you thought was a six but turned out to be a three? Ooh. Try pushing her fat ass out the door on January 1st. But we should go get breakfast. Yeah, who's buying? I can tell you who's eating. So anyways, Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com, Facebook.com, slash PositiveSarcasm. You know where my social feed is. I got a bunch of notes today. I'm a little smooth right now. Uh, Woke up around 5.45, got about three cups of coffee in, went to the gym, got to the gym around 8 because I had to get my, my night, my, of course, my daily feed of Jordan Peterson in. About 90 minutes, three cups of coffees later at Coffees, I was at the gym crushing ass, saved a girl from almost killing herself on the uh, on the assisted squat machine, hashtag hero, and then I uh, came back and uh, made myself some lovely soup, <laughs> ate uh, about half of a velvet cake, and uh, yeah, here I am now, with uh, a little bit of a, a sugar crash right now, this is why I generally don't have the uh, normal energy that I typically do, nor the words that I know how to speaketh. Mmm. But I hope everybody's going to have a good 2019. I wish everybody a happy new year. I wish everybody a meaningful new year. And uh, I got a lot of notes here. And they are, if you're if you're watching on Twitch, this is my notepad. And uh, if it looks from far away, uh, slightly confusing, you should see what it is up close. It looks like Aramaic. But yeah, you can hit, hit me up on all social media. You can check me out. You have any questions, concerns, you have any comments. But if you want to ask questions during the podcast, you go to twitch.tv slash positive sarcasm one. You can hit me up in the stream chat right there. Or you can go to facebook.com slash positive sarcasm and you can contact me with questions and concerns that way. I'm only going to monitor so much stuff while I'm trying to podcast because my attention span is not that good. Not that good. But if you want to donate, you already know where to go. Definitely isn't Patreon. Patreon is freaking the fuck out right now like a bag of rats in a burning meth lab because uh, Sam Harris left about a week ago. He quit Patreon. Jordan Peterson and Dave Rubin, 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 Rubin are both leaving Patreon on January 15th. So don't, uh, don't underestimate the power of the individual because generally there's a group behind it. Mm. 
This week's coffee is Cafe Bustelo, packaged in Miami, Florida, with a little bit of whipped cream on top. Um, I love my Cuban coffee, so anything I can get, whether it's a copy of Cuban coffee or the original thing, that, you know, incinerated blend of beans is just, mmm, right in the nutsicles. So, maybe it's because, maybe, you know what, I, um, I guess we'll start with the low grade, we'll start with the concussion. So, uh, if you go back to my YouTube, uh, you go back to my, my YouTube channel, which is Positive Sarcasm, go to week 64, there's an episode uh, called Playing with the Boys. It's basically just, you know, backyard football. Uh, this week, I last Saturday, I played football. Um, and, you know, besides the normal injuries that dudes typically get, uh, this one, this one, I, I, this one stung me for a couple of days. Uh, I ran into a dude, not a big dude, but a tall dude. And instead of running through him, I just kind of ran, stopped, and bounced off at him. Mm. Went to the ground with some, with a serious, you know, head collision. And, you know, lo- even low-grade concussions, dude, are no joke. You know, I had, and you you know by symptoms. You can identify the symptoms within the next, within the first few hours. The first one you totally get, of course, is dizziness and and a little bit of disorientation. That means you're gonna. That means you have a concussion, and that the symptoms within about three hours are going to show up. So, and we were playing from around noon till about three o'clock. So we played for a solid period of time. Uh, by about five thirty, I was starting to get headaches, nausea. Um, I just, you know, you you feel like you're gonna throw up, and so I just said, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna take the rest of the night off." After I went home. I was with Terracotta Polk and Productions, and then I woke up the next morning. I was like, okay, it's a little rough. It, you know, it's concussions are no joke. They really are no joke. You do It takes you about a week to recover from them. You definitely don't feel the same for a while. It throws your appetite off. It absolutely kills your energy. Um, however, with me, in some way, shape, or form, it can, almost, it can also piss me off at the same time, which drives up my aggression, which makes me more aggressive in the gym, which makes me more productive in the gym. But I also have to keep in mind that on top of the concussion that I had, or kind of still have, uh, there's other injuries that come with playing football as well. Like, for example, my shoulder was hurting. My knees were, not my knees were fine, but the inner part where my groin is, and between my, like, my inner thigh, uh, that part, like, kind of has a strain on it. So I literally couldn't run anymore towards the end of the game because we were playing in mud. We turned that place into, and it just looked like a giant pile of shit. And we were just destroying that field. And by the end of it, I literally could not run could not run um if we were on you know flat turf or something like that you know i I definitely could have had been more of a factor on the field which you know generally when i play defense i bully the shit out of somebody but um on top of those injuries you have to be very cognizant because if your equilibrium is off and you're ultra aggressive and you don't have the best form or something happens you're more likely to injure yourself when you're in the gym so you have to take concussions it's concussion can affect so many other things just from its uh, it's a mess You'll know when you have one. Don't take anything for it, okay? Unless you have maybe some CBD oil or, you get, you know, you got a joint hanging around somewhere else to kind of calm your nerves. Besides that, you just kind of kind of ch- ch- just chill out, okay? But I'm feeling decent. I've recovered uh, quite well. I worked out this morning on a fasted belly, and uh, I'm doing quite well. But I want to end. Of course, I didn't drink last night. I went to bed early uh, after watching a movie, and I'm good to go. So. The concussion's okay, but you can check out how we play with Week 64 playing with the boys. It was a lot like that this time. Um, did uh, I have some movie reviews? Movie reviews. 
some movie reviews that I want to catch up 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 on that I want to share with you guys. Uh, let's see. There was the, some notes from last week that we didn't get to the Twitter ban, oral hygiene, uh, selfies. I don't know if I'm going to get into that. The selfies was actually a question that came up with one of my Twitch streamers from last week about how I don't have a lot of selfies, actually any selfies on uh, on my social media page. I'm going to explain to you why. And then um, something about happiness being a part-time emotion. That's a note in there. I might just kind of move on from that. We'll see how it goes. Um, and then I have additional philosophical notes because I've been watching a lot more. It's been good to kind of not be doing YouTube stuff or at least a lot of it right now because of the fact that I've been getting a lot of, a good chance to A, get my energy back in the gym, B, be able to eat more, C, do uh, watch more philosophy type stuff, more philosophical stuff because my speech was terrible. I mean, without the YouTube stuff, I wouldn't have been able to talk about anything on the podcast in any way, shape, or form because I really had nothing else to talk about. I couldn't think anything through. It was all just, okay, what was going on in the pot? What was going on in my YouTube world? And what, what was the gear that I was using? What were the, the, the trials and tripulations, stipulations, tripulations, stipulations, the issues and the challenges that I had through the YouTube stuff? Other than that, I had nothing else to say. And I wasn't watching any movies at the time, so there was nothing else to talk about on that end. And yeah, so I didn't have any perspective other than what I was doing when I was out that week doing whatever event it was, whatever the hell it happened to be. Mm. Nice, nice mix. Uh, so the Twitter ban. I'll, make, I'll keep this simple. Twitter is definitely a dumpster fire right now, um, especially with everything going on as far as like fundamentals and censorship and shadow banning and just any anything they can use to mute a particular part of the population that they don't necessarily agree with. Um, but we'll, we'll, I'll keep it simple. I tweet all kinds of shit. I retweet all kinds of shit. I like all kinds of stuff. Um, I have my thoughts and feelings and other things, but for the most part, there's a lot of people that say stink things, say things that I agree with. For the most part, if somebody says something that's absolutely ridiculous, I generally try to ignore it, but there are some things that are just so dumb I can't freaking help it. Um, so there was one thing, uh, if you've ever heard of this guy, his name is, um, he's on he's on Twitter as at Imam of Peace. He is a imam, which is a Muslim, um, he's like a Muslim cleric of sorts and he's actually a very modest he's actually a very honest decent genuine guy who's trying to teach a more peaceful interpretation and give um the muslim cult, the muslim religion more of an enlightenment per se um it's I, believe me i could i could you know fuck this this whole thing up so i'm just gonna go with i like the dude i like what he says i think he he's an asset to the community and he see he generally goes after anything that is contradictory in in his religion and in the world in general. So he tweeted out something where there was a, a dude in another country and he was smacking the back of his kid's head. Like he was just hitting this kid as hard as he could. It was a video of a guy hitting a kid. Child abuse. And legit child abuse. Like smacking him as hard as he can. Repeatedly over and over. And you could see the kid was really hurt. So I just I basically just retweeted I just retweeted it and said, fuck this dude toss him off a cliff okay now in twitter world that is actually considered incitement of violence now obviously it's an offhand comment it's maybe if maybe it's a comment that's not needed i'll own that 
So what happened was, was Twitter said, that's not a good tweet. Your account is locked. You can view tweets and you can view direct messages, but you cannot tweet. You cannot like, you cannot retweet for 10 hours. And then they had the option to remove the tweet. And I said, all right, I'll remove the tweet. So I removed the tweet because it does technically incite violence. Okay. It's not a microaggression. If you think it's a microaggression, you can kiss my ass. Microaggressions aren't real. Um, but it was a incitement of, hey, let's throw this dude off a cliff. All right, fine. I'll take it. So I was off there for 10 hours. And I was literally, it was pretty good. I was literally in the middle of debating somebody else about another topic too. And I was killing it. This perfect was this person was clearly out of their fucking mind. But because I retweeted something else right in the middle of, of doing that, uh, I got slapped with this Twitter lock and off I went. So you have to, right now, if you're on social media, you have to be very careful about what you say. Try to make, make sure that everything that you tweet, everything that you like and everything that you retweet, if you like it on Instagram, you commented on Instagram, something on Facebook, make sure that it, it, it's within the First Amendment. Okay, and when I mean the First Amendment, I mean the right to free speech, Okay. And I'm just, I don't want to go too far off the deep end. I don't want to get all Sam Tripoli, tinfoil hat on you. Um, I just want you to understand that anything that you say or do on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, maybe not so much Snapchat, but definitely social media in general is being monitored. And the algorithms, these automated algorithms are picking them up, okay? YouTube included. So make sure that you do not incite, okay? Um, or go out of your way to do anything that's truly controversial as far as um, insulting somebody's religion or something like that. There are ways to go about doing things, okay? So try to t- stick to common sense because otherwise you're going to be tar- you're going to be an easy target for them as hate speech or whatever and they're going to put a strike on you, they're going to lock your account, they're going to throw you off, they're going to demonetize you, they're going to restrict your access, they're going to do all kinds of stupid shit. Um there's a big war going on right now in the social media uh, with Patreon, with PayPal, with the credit card processing companies, with social media. It's one big thing. If you were not, if you and I were to sit down right now and talk about it, I can show you all the things that are currently happening. And it may seem minuscule from your angle, but from what I'm seeing and what's happening, it's much bigger than expected. So I'm definitely keep choosing my words. I'm not removing, for the record, I'm not removing anything that else from the past. I don't remove anything that I tweeted from the past. I won't remove any of my articles that I've written on PositiveSarcasm.com. Anything from the beginning to the middle to the last one. I'm not touching anything. It's all there. It's all part of my growth. It's all part of how I've evolved as a human being, as a, as a male, as a hardworking and, and even harder thinking individual nowadays. Okay? I'm still growing up. You know, in a lot of ways, I still think I'm a kid. But I'm not going to go back on my words. I don't need to apologize for anything. I do what I can when I can. And I'm going to continue to make mistakes. But as far as that dude who was hitting the, who was hitting the kid, fuck him. He's a piece of shit. And if he does, for some reason, happen to fall off a cliff, well, that's a shame. Hope he's okay. But I'm back on Twitter, retweeting, liking, being a pain in the ass as usual. Not so much of a troll. But that's the end of that. I want to get something a little more, because 2019, I feel like I've been helping a lot more people a little bit more, you know, um, 
you know, I love helping my clients out. I try to be as honest as I can with my clients, as helpful as possible in any way, shape, or form, or just helpful with people in general if they truly, truly need it. If people need help, they can come to me. Um, but as far as like, we'll start. If it's if it if if it's 2019, you want to clean up your act. You want to get shit started, but you don't know how. A lot of people don't know how. How? I mean, I literally walked into the gym this morning, and this girl was literally about to collapse under the weight of the squat machine. She didn't know what she was doing. She didn't know her form or anything like that. She was literally stuck. I was just standing there watching her in a non-creepy way because I, I, you can tell when somebody is truly not knowing what they're doing and they're about to fuck up or do something stupid or hurt their back because you don't want somebody who literally walks in on the first day of their, of their gym routine, the first day back at the gym, and they're about to hurt themselves. You can tell. You're watching them. Her, her form was fucked. Her knees were buckled. She couldn't get the, two, the, the weights up on an assisted machine, and she couldn't get out from underneath it. So I literally just, as I was doing work, I walked over, okay, as she was basically stuck and just lifted the shoulder pad on the left-hand side with my left hand and just helped her gently bring the thing up, okay? As soon as we got it in, locked into place and walked away. That was it. Didn't have any exchange any exchange with her. I didn't show her how to use the thing. She didn't ask for that help. Maybe it's because I had my headphones in and I was blasting freaking Fear Factory on Pandora in my head. But for the most part, I just got it up. I sort of gave her one of those gym smiles, whatever that is, and just walked away. I gave her like a, a, a touch on the shoulder to let you know, hey, shit happens. Um, and then I walked and that was it. And then I had no further contact with her. Uh, probably because she had the wedding ring on. <laughs> you know, run away. <sighs> hasn't stopped me in the past anyways um so yeah about helping people getting off on the right foot you know there is a little bit of self-help in, in what i talk about and because i can ramble about all kinds of shit um there, there's you know what there's a lot that i know and there's a lot that i can talk about because there's a lot that i listen to there's a lot that i think about there's a lot of notes that i have this notebook that i have here has gotten crazier and crazier in the past few weeks ever since i've kind of hit a, a stride um on the podcast so uh, one of these things that uh, things that I'm self-conscious with, things that I'm very self-conscious with. Um, what is my phys? Okay, am I self-conscious about my physical appearance? Yes, absolutely. Okay, I don't go anywhere unless my hair is done. Um, uh, I don't go to the gym unless I have a certain bit of manscaping done. I have certain clothes that I wear to the gym. I have certain clothes when I'm in a professional setting. I have certain clothes when I'm out in public. I have certain clothes when I wear to formal setting. I have certain clothes. I don't fucking uh, uh, um, um, what's the word? I don't, I'm not trashy in any way, shape or form. Okay. The only thing, the only place where I truly let shit fly is on the podcast. That's where you're going to get my, my freest thought, my freest form of thought. Okay. And I'm not, this is the place where I don't mince my words. I don't feel bad if I say something stupid or if I misspeak something, if I say a word, like if I say instead of, I don't know, if I say the word refrigerator wrong, I don't care. I'm just going to go ahead and say it, and I'll deal with it. I'll filter the rest out later. But as far as me and my physical appearance and you know that, I, I feel like it, you should always go out of your way in some way, shape, or form to profess, prevent, prevent, promote the best, the promote. Try to give your best look, okay? Try to, do every, try to do everything that you can from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed to look your best and feel your best. It shows to other people that, you're worth the effort to talk to and time and spend time with and invest with. Okay, you don't want to show up in fucking sweatpants and a hoodie 
Okay. You know, and that's ridiculous. And minimize, like, don't always show up to a store like you're just fresh out of the gym. Okay. Don't dress in gym gear 24 seven. That's, that's fraudulent. Okay. Because you can, you, because you can wear some fucking Lululemon stretch pants, stretch pants. All right. And a, in a sports bra and like a, and like a, a fucking express hoodie. You know, oh, I just, you, you look, you like, you look like you're fresh out of the gym look. All right. That's fraudulent. Okay. You probably didn't even go to the gym that day. Or maybe you smell bad because you were in the gym gear all fucking day. And all right. It, it just give yourself a different look. Take two seconds, change your wardrobe, put on some nice, nice pants, nice shirt, whatever. Change your look. So the one I've been working on, I'm rambling on that part. So I'm going to switch. I'm going to get right to the one that I'm talking about. Okay. And this is oral hygiene. Oral, oral hygiene. Okay. That stuff right there is something I've been very self-conscious with since I was in college. Okay. And um, let's face it. We all have that friend, friend, loved one, uh, family member, boyfriend, girlfriend, whomever, who's got some gross ass choppers. Whether they got pale, they, whether they got bad teeth, bad gums, uh, uh, yellow teeth, brown teeth, bacteria, bad breath. When I mean bad breath, I mean like, um, I mean like, like gingivitis. I mean like that shit. Okay, this is a, this is a tough subject because we all know that person. We all have that friend who has that problem, and nobody ever says anything, especially with fucking girls. Girls never say anything to their other girlfriends. They never say anything about oh you have bad breath, you have fucking you have a problem, you need to fix it. They never say anything about them, okay? They never say anything. They never take them aside. You don't. You need to do that. You need to do that because you're doing that girl a disservice by not telling her so she can fix that problem. Because if you don't help her fix that problem, then it's gonna hurt her in every way, shape, or form. She's she's gonna be she's gonna suck at job interviews, uh, per, inter, other social interactions, trying to get a date, trying to get anything done. People taking people will not take you seriously if you've got a if you've got bunk breath. They will not, and this has been a, something I've uh, I've dealt with, um, in in some way, shape, or form, as far as just being self conscious about it. Okay, and I really do. I'm just self so self conscious about it. I always have gum on me. Always, it's just one of those things where I've always been self conscious. Um, nowadays, so here's what I do to rent to. Here's what I've done to remedy the situation, as far as just my own making me feel better, so that I'm not in a in a situation where I don't know, but they know. This is what I've done to better it. Now, I know that I'm talking about this while, you know, pounding coffee, but coffee is different. Coffee is wonderful. Don't talk shit about coffee. And of course, I brush my teeth all the time. Okay, but the question is, everybody else says, I brush my teeth twice a day. Really? Number one, how do you brush your teeth? Number two, what do you brush your teeth with? How long do you brush your teeth with? Do you use a power brush? Do you use a regular toothbrush? How many times do you replace it? Uh, do you mouthwash? Do you use baking soda and peroxide? Do you do any of those things? Because these are ultra important. How often do you visit the dentist? Do you need to visit, visit the dentist to begin with? Do you floss enough? Do you floss too much? Do you floss not enough? These are the things you need to take into account. Here's the simple. Here's the simple thing you need to do. Okay, because this is a reality. This is a such a basic reality that I come in contact with all the time when it comes to people, and they just. It's so blatant, like all the time. I met a movie producer out from Hollywood. Breast smelled fucking terrible, like like halitosis. Okay, dated a girl once. Halitosis. All right. Uh, family members. Halitosis. 
that's that's uh, interview interviewees, interviewers, teachers, people have met in public. All of them, fucking halitosis of the breath, bad breath, bad gums. They don't do anything about it, and they're talking like talking to you like like this, right in your face, like everything they say is of, of the utmost importance. First of all, anything that you have to say, it could be the word of the of, of the word of Christ. The minute you come that close to me and your breath smells like a camel's dick, this conversation's over. No, there's nothing that you can say that is that important when you throw that 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 fucking that steaming gunk in my face. I'm all set. Okay, it completely shuts you down. It, it's unhuman. It's completely unhuman. So what you need to do from the the moment you go to bed, okay? Number one, change what you eat. Okay, change what you eat. I'm gonna take the whole smoking thing. Move that aside. I'm going to take smoking aside. All right. People smoke. It's a fact of life. Nothing. Whether it's weed, whether it's cigars, whether it's cigarettes. Cloves. Who smokes cloves? Seek help. Um, Move that aside. But if you drink, you need to take that into account. Because if you drink, you're dehydrated. If you're dehydrated, that hurts your breath. You need to start by drinking more water. Okay? You start by drinking more water. Everything gets hydrated, which means there's more oxygen going through the body. There's more oxygen going through the body. Bad cells, dead cells, decayed cells, they bad bacteria. That stuff can be moved away, oxygenated, moved aside. Okay? That's the that's key. That helps clean the body out. Okay? Number two, how often do you floss? Where do you floss? Do you floss your back teeth? Do you floss all the way in the back? Do you get in little crevices? You know, you ate that fucking pork chop. Did you get that gunk out of your freaking, out of your mouth and shit? Do your gums bleed? How often do they bleed? Why do they bleed? Do you have any, do you wake up with, 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 you know, tonsil rocks? You know what tonsil rocks is when you hock one up. They're fucking gross. Yeah, I'm talking about this stuff because this stuff is important. Okay, this is how human beings interact on a daily basis. And these things are pivotal to people connecting or disconnecting. You will not talk to certain family members. You will not talk to certain loved ones or or, or people at work simply because of this one thing that can easily be treated, prevented, cured within a matter of weeks. Okay, it's crazy. Literally, you could be this person could have all the knowledge in the world. And then all of a sudden, that happens, you're done. Unless you talk to him about it. Be like, dude, listen, you got some serious problems. This is what you need to do. Go fucking do it. Okay? They'll feel like a piece of shit, but guess what? People need to be humbled, especially in this scenario. Okay? So what I've done, I start out, first of all, I don't drink a lot. Okay? I don't drink a lot. Number two, yes, do I drink a lot of coffee? Yeah, I drink. Can you tell I drink a lot of coffee? I drink a lot of coffee. But every night before I go to bed, I dump baking soda. When I say dump, I literally take the box, the box of baking soda. I dump that shit in my mouth. Okay. I dump like a good fucking two tablespoons of that in my mouth. Okay. You know, sorry, that that visual um, that I put up there is a little awkward. That's one of the things I do. Number two, that gets chased. I don't swallow it, but it gets chased with hydrogen peroxide, okay? 
Because hydrogen peroxide, when you get it, when it gets inside the t inside the gum, inside the lining of the teeth, what that does is those oxygen bubbles they start to attack and open up dirt pores. You know, they start to bite. Like when if you, for example, if you have a cut or a rash, like say you just fell off your bike, you put peroxide on there. The first thing it does is it starts flicking off the dirt, starts kicking off the bacteria that peroxide does, starts cleaning out the cut. Well, what's your mouth full of? You eat hot soup all the time. You drink hot coffee all the time. You eat crappy food all the time. It all cuts up your fucking gums, gets in there. Things get clogged and lodged in there and stuff. And the next thing you know, like things start opening up. Cuts start happening. The plaque, plaque gets hard. When it plaque gets hard, it can compromise your gums. It can compromise your gum lining. And then it starts to bleed. When it starts to bleed, the bacteria gets into the bloodstream. The next thing you know, the invasion has begun. So what do you do? You put the hydrogen peroxide in there as well. Now, people say, well, why don't you just buy baking soda and peroxide toothpaste? Yes, but not good enough. Definitely not good enough. So here's what I recommend. Here's what PositiveSarcasm.com recommends. Okay. Number one, whatever toothpaste, toothbrush, whatever toothbrush you have right now, throw that shit in the trash. Okay. Unless it is a, no, fuck it. Throw it all in the trash. We're going extreme. We're going extreme. Tony Hawk 900. Throw it in the trash. Go get yourself an electric rechargeable toothbrush. A Quip, a Philips Sonicare Essence, something like that. Legit as fuck, but it has to be rechargeable. Not the cheap ones with the, with the AA batteries because what happens is, is the water gets inside the AA battery lining, starts killing all the electronic stuff in there, and then next thing you know, you've just spent 20 bucks on an electric toothbrush that you have to throw away. So you've lost all that. So you've lost that investment. Go get go spend the extra ten dollars and go get yourself like a Philips Sonicare, or sign up with Quip. Quip is an electronic toothbrush company that you get like a subscription with, like Dollar Shave Club. All right, I'm a Dollar Shave Club guy. I didn't shave today, but I will shave tomorrow. Generally, on like days where I'm, you know, in the studio, I generally won't, you know. But um, plus, you should see me if I have like a full beard, like a full piece. It's you know a game changer if you know what i'm talking about which is why i don't do it and it's why i'm alone um <laughs> kidding all right let's get back to the task at hand change that toothbrush go get yourself a power toothbrush okay second thing you're gonna go with you're gonna ditch all the fancy schmancy fucking toothpastes okay if you're an all natural if you're a goddamn vegan i don't care get rid of the toms Tom's is basically, you know, crushed up rosebuds. It's not going to do anything. It doesn't help. So get rid of that shit. I don't care if it's fluoride free or not. I don't know. The, the jury's still out when it comes to fluoride. So who gives a shit? Um, go get yourself a baking soda and peroxide toothpaste. Arm and Hammer. They do it. It's easy. It's got a little bit of peppermint in there. It should stop you from, it should be do the trick. Okay. But before you put that on the electronic toothbrush, you're going to dump the baking soda and the peroxide in your mouth. Then take that electronic toothbrush, put that in there, and go to work for at least five minutes. You're going to get the outside, you're going to get the underneath, you're going to get the back teeth because a lot of people have to get their wisdom teeth pulled. And if you're lucky enough to already have your wisdom teeth pulled, you know, the ones that are all the way in the back, the back teeth, if you already have them pulled, half the battle is done for you, which is kind of cool because it makes it easier to get back there and clean up all the bacteria and all the extra food particles and whatever. But if you haven't, it's a little more difficult. But with an electronic toothbrush, if you get back there and you spend about, five, I'd say, five minutes, five minutes solid of just going over everything, okay, within two weeks, 
the bleeding of your gums will reduce significantly. Okay? Your midday, your midday, your midday bad breath will almost entirely disappear. Okay? The shades of your teeth will brighten dramatically. But, and also if you maybe floss once a day, this will help as well. But in order to complete the process, you also have to brush your teeth at night as well with the same process. And don't be lazy for a second because this process is going to take, I'd say, a solid four weeks for you to complete. But once you do it, your mouth will thank you for it. And there's many other reasons why. Okay? So you're going to do baking soda and peroxide and toothpaste, baking soda and peroxide toothpaste as well, on top with the power toothbrush twice a day, once in the morning and once before you go to bed. Okay. Um, you can still have a little bit of chewing gum. Now, as far as mouthwash, you don't necessarily want like a Listerine, which is basically a nuclear bomb in your mouth. You want something a little more fan-friendly like a Tom's, you know, something that allows the good bacteria to stay in your mouth. So like a Tom's mouthwash, something that's like light, not a bur- not rush, not rugged and rough or whatever, just a simple mouthwash that helps kind of get rid of the rest of the stuff and will help with um, if you want to gargle it, it'll get some stuff in the back of the throat and will help with your tongue as well because a lot of bacteria gets stuck in your tongue. So if you're able to brush your tongue without gagging too much, um, I'd highly recommend doing that at the top of your mouth as well. This shit's important, I mean, it's on my mind, so it's going to go into the microphone. So I'm going to talk about it and you're going to fucking like it, okay? Because this shit matters because I encounter it all the time and it's absolutely disgusting. So you're going to do that twice a day, okay? You're going to do that shit. If you want to see the doctor to get, if you want to see the dentist to get things moving in the right direction, great. If you have wisdom teeth or not, if your wisdom teeth have to get, have to become out because they're doing something really bad, fine, get rid of them. But if you can't, like I, I still have my back teeth, but they're not a problem. Okay. And I noticed by doing this, my confidence has increased dramatically as far as I don't chew as much gum. Okay. Number one, gum has carbohydrates in it, sugar, alcohol. So example, if something has three grams of sugar, alcohol in it, then it's one gram of sugar or one carb, basically. So you keep adding those on. Those are additional nutrients that you're taking in that you don't necessarily need during the day, okay? If you're and if you're somebody who tends to be on a lower-carb diet or tracks your carbohydrate or your sugar intake, you need to take into account how much gum you actually chew on a daily basis because anytime you take in a carb, it's a carbohydrate, so it's one gram of, or it's one gram of carbs. That's additional water that your body has to hold during the day. Keep that in mind. Now, if you don't do this and you continue with your fucking stank ass breath and your terrible gum hygiene, what happens is that bacteria that gets into your gums and opens up your gums and gets into your bloodstream, it doesn't stay here on your beautiful face, okay? It goes into your bloodstream. When it goes into your bloodstream, it travels throughout your body and these radical bacteria that start in your face because you've been eating steak and cheese and fucking God knows what else for way too long is now in your bloodstream. It's now circulating throughout your body. It's going into your lungs. It's going into your heart. It's going into your legs. It's going out your ass. It's all every, It's all everywhere. Okay? And it will start to affect everything else that you do. You now have a bacteria in your ma- body that you could have prevented that started with your mouth because you didn't take care of your mouth and God knows what it could be. It can turn into cancer. It can turn into other diseases. You don't know what it is because you didn't prevent it. So what you need to do is you need to go ahead and... Take care of that from the very beginning. That's the that my health advice for 2019 to give you from the very beginning. So you need to do that. Okay. Also, it's going to make you, you're going to, you'll realize 
that people will start approaching you a little bit more and probably start taking you a little bit more seriously. Okay? Take care of your teeth. Okay? That's all I have to say. So, just in review, because I'm going to move on to some movie review stuff. Start in the morning, baking soda, peroxide, and then baking soda and peroxide Arm & Hammer toothpaste with a rechargeable toothbrush. Uh, Philips Sonicare Essence or Essence Plus, that's a good toothbrush to start with. Get in there, fuck shit up. Or go with Quip. If you are a fan of the Bill Burr podcast, Joe Rogan Experience, whatever, he, they talk about it all the time. Go to Quip. Use their promo codes. You're good to go. Okay. We got the oral hygiene out of the way. We talked about the Twitter ban. We talked about my concussion. Cool. Let's get to some movie reviews. Okay. Uh, bam. So, as you know, I'm a Marvel fan. Big Marvel fan. I just re- I just finished watching... Um, We'll talk about Kingsman. Actually, I'll go with Kingsman first. Kingsman is a non-Marvel. It's not Marvel, but it's a it's a very it's a movie that plays off of like James Bond. Um, if you want to check out the Kingsman series, there's Kingsman, and then there's Kingsman: The Golden Circle. I just watched the sequel, which is The Golden Circle. Uh, I gave it a three out of five stars. I'm not going to talk about it too too much, but if you want to check it out, it definitely is a fantastic fantasy version of of like double of the 007 movies it plays off those themes it has some of the the craziest action scenes that you'll ever see and um even though it's at times a bit over the top the acting's pretty good the actors are great it's a fun movie to watch it's r-rated so keep that in mind um but i thoroughly enjoy these movies they're definitely worth three out of five stars they're on amazon uh the kingsman golden circle is on amazon prime right now i suggest you take i suggest you check that out um i have been updating positive sarcasm.com's movie review section so if you want to go ahead and uh check that out who's she we'll meet again um you can go to positivesarcasm.com. There's over 400 movie reviews there. I update them like once a week to see what I've been watching, what I haven't put up there, what I forgot about. Um, and then, I, of course, if you have a movie that you want to suggest, uh, feel free, drop me a line. Um, TV shows, I generally don't... Uh, I generally don't bother with, okay? Maybe if you suggest one episode, I'll go ahead and check it out. But for the most part, uh, I just don't fucking care. All right, I don't want to get involved with... Plus, everything after The Sopranos, I'm all set. I mean, you don't want me to get going on Game of Thrones. I can't... I will forget it. I'll quit life if I start watching Game of Thrones. I won't have time for anything else. But Kingsman, three out of five stars. Definitely go check that out. Now, as it comes to Marvel, I just... I had... I'm catching up on everything else before the next Infinity War movie comes out, before the next Avengers movie comes out. I finally saw Ant-Man 2, which is Ant-Man and the Wasp. The Wasp is very important. This movie is a freaking ball of fun. The original Ant-Man, it, it stars Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is Ant-Man, but it's got Michael Keaton in it. It's got Evangeline Lilly. It's got Michael Pena. Michael Pena, if you don't know him, he uh, was in, was it not First Watch? He's in a movie with um, Jake Jake Gagenballs there, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, about two policemen, uh, end of watch, end of watch, about two policemen who... Uh, they get caught up in a drug, a drug ring. Uh, they're trying to bu- they're trying to bust one, and uh, apparently shit gets out of control. But uh, end of watch. That's a crazy ass movie. Michael Pena, you've seen him everywhere. He's a great actor, but he's in this movie too. He's a supporting actor. But Ant Man, what I love about it is the humor never stops coming. It has very dry humor. The 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 lines always hit at the right time. Um, 
and yet Paul Rudd is one of these. He's like he looks like an every guy, but he fits so well to the Ant Man profile that it just feels natural. It's not like you're forcing. It's not like like Dwayne Johnson being Superman. You first of all, you're he's not. He can't be Superman. He's Dwayne Johnson. Okay, um, it's basically Dwayne Johnson starring as Dwayne Johnson. All right, whereas Paul Rudd is starring as Ant Man. All right. And the supporting cast is fan is fantastic. The plot line basically in this one is that the wasp, she gets her outfit too, so she becomes the wasp. Um, they figure out a way to go into the quantum realm because possi- a long time ago they lost um, Evangeline Lilly's character, lost her mother in the quantum realm. You can bought, watch the original Ant-Man. That will tell you about what happened there. You go in and then this one kind of follows up on that, but because there's other villains and other twists and turns, um, they go into all kinds of shenanigans, and there's a lot more play on the um, because he's Ant Man, he can shrink, he can shrink, but he's super strong, like ants, because they can lift like ten times their own body weight. Yeah, kind of same thing. So he can shrink. Well, so can the wasp, but the wasp can fly, and she's got missiles, sort of. Um, so it plays along that she's in she. And first of all, Evangeline Lilly, great actress, a lot of fun in the movie. Um, they're pairing together is perfect i watched all the ba- i watched all the behind the scenes the futurettes and all that other stuff they have a lot of fun backstage and first of all whoever decided to uh what the hell is his name michael douglas whoever decided to hire michael douglas as the dad or the uh, or the doctor fucking genius absolutely genius he's so good in this movie his lines are perfect he still looks pretty good for like 70 something and he just fits great in this movie. Hold on. Got to get some whipped cream going. Oh. Happy New Year. So, if you guys are watching on a stream, I've got a uh, whipped cream coffee. Mm. Oh, that's fantastic. So, Ant-Man 2 follows Ant-Man 1. This movie came out just after Avengers Infinity War came out. If you know about Avengers Infinity War, you can check that out. This actually made me want to watch Avengers Infinity War again. Because I haven't seen it since it came out in theaters. Ant-Man 2 is kind of actually takes place... It takes place before Infinity War. Um, which is good because there's the post credit scenes that play along the lines of the Infinity War. And kind of feeds into that storyline which is going to be basically finishing up this year in 2019 which you have Captain Marvel coming out in April. April? And then you have Avengers, uh, what's not Infinity War, it's called Annihilation. Is it Annihilation? I think so. That's coming out later this year. So you're going to be able to check, you're going to be able to fit in there. But as far as the actors and actresses, it's an absolutely fantastic movie. It's so much fun to watch. And the shrinking and the sh- the shrinking and the, and the double scaling of all the characters as far as they get big, they get small, they definitely Mission Impossible 2 the shit out of it. Okay, but they don't make it, they don't do it to ad nauseum. They do it, it's part of the fun of watching the movie. Things shrink, things get bigger, things malfunction. So there's a lot of great humor in that, and it makes it super entertaining to wonder what's going to shrink next, or what they're going to do with it, or when things are going to get big, and the science behind it. And then the quantum realm about what's that going to look like, and when it's so great. And then the twists at the end. Such a such a fun movie to watch, and sometimes you just need a fun movie that definitely plays upon fantasy with a dose of reality 
and and first of all, there's a Pez dispenser scene, which is freaking whole, which is fantastic. I absolutely love that. Mm. I'm actually hoping that there's a third installment of Ant-Man. I think that there needs to be three three Ant-Mans, which I'm I'm assuming there's gonna be, because his character, oddly enough, I'm really impressed about how Marvel overall is um developing their characters. DC, we've already talked about. If you can go back to last week's podcast, you can tie fucking eviscerated DC doing such a terrible job of developing their characters. Slow job. Yeah. Uh, and it's not so much that they, well, a half-assed job. Let me put it that way. Because they did a good job of develop. First of all, they did an amazing job. DC did an amazing job of developing Man of Steel. Like, his backstory is fantastic. Wonder Woman's they did a really good job. Although the beginning of Wonder Woman is really slow. But they developed the story overall. They did it and then boom. Really good Wonder Woman movie. Aquaman, I haven't seen it. Apparently a lot of people liked it. It made a lot of money at the box office. And it got like a 60-something Rotten Tomatoes. So I guess it wasn't horrible. Although Barry Weiss, who works for the New York Times, said this movie was the worst movie of the year. Uh, Okay. But a lot of people liked it. So I don't know what to tell you. Um... But as far as other character development, especially in um, Superman versus Batman and the Justice League, well, they definitely fell short significantly. Every single one of Marvel Comics, the new Marvel Universe, the MCU, that the, every character they developed, they've done an amazing job. The only one they've actually skipped on for the most part was Spider-Man. The reason they didn't go back in time and just do a full redevelopment of Spider-Man's character is because everybody knows what the fuck happened. Everybody knows the whole plot line between Spider-Man. He's been re- he's been redone five times. Tobey Maguire three times. Zippy Doodah from fucking Australia, wherever he's from. He they did him two times. So we don't need to redevelop his character, redevelop his past again. That's been done. Okay, we're done here. We are done. Okay, so we don't need to do that anymore. So basically, they just kind of play to it. It's like, oh yeah, you got bit by a spider. Yeah, no shit. We know. We saw that we spent fucking $100 in tickets on all the other movies. We know what happens. Get to the plot. So they do that with Spider-Man. So they don't need to do it with that one. But with Ant-Man, you absolutely have to. But his character development, as far as where he came from, what he's doing now, it's great. It's absolutely fantastic. And Michael Pena absolutely helps develop that character in a very fast-paced, funny way. So I absolutely am on board with the way they developed Ant-Man. And now he's one of the, in my opinion, he's going to be one of the stronger characters. His character development from a human level is fantastic. And his cast behind him is even better. Um, His character development is along the lines of Tony Stark and Steve Rogers, as far as the stronger characters. Uh, I'm a super fan of that. So it's, it's like you really do love every single one of the characters. Uh, to the point where you don't want any of them to die. And even though half of them technically are, quote, dead, I mean, you know one of them, you know most of them are going to come back. So, um, and generally the ones that maybe they lack a little bit on the storyline of, they give them such humorous plot lines or great personalities that you can't help but not want them there. Which sucks is, which also sucks too, because when they fired, um, what's his face, who was directing Guardians of the Galaxy over some past tweets, who gives a shit? Um, the guy who plays Drax uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy says he wants to finish up his contract and be done, which sucks because he's such an awesome character. 
Granted, he's not a main character, but he's a great character. Everybody loves his character. His character is fucking hilarious. So, I, I mean, I kind of want to see him back, but I know that with Avengers Infinity War, I already said and have stated that I think after the next Avengers movie, I'm done. Like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to... I want to end on a good note, okay? So I want to see Captain Marvel because I'm kind of pumped for that character to kind of make its way into the universe. And I want to see the next Avengers movie and kind of close up shop because I don't know what's going to happen with Tony Stark, who's Iron Man, and I don't want to I don't know what's going to happen with Steve Rogers, who's my boy, my, my, my boy, who is Captain America. Um I want to know what happens with them and then close the book on it. So with Ant-Man, though, I think his character development is just a blast to kind of watch and watch him develop and the whole supporting cast around him. And I hope to, I hope that he plays a major role in the next Avengers movie, considering, well, he's one of the only ones alive, one of the few alive. So he's definitely going to play a major role in some way, shape, or form. Um, so the only, that only, so to re- finally review on that, Ant-Man, four out of, Ant-Man and the Wasp. The Wasp is a great character, by the way. Ant-Man and the Wasp, four out of five stars. It's really good. I highly recommend it. It's one of the best. When you remove the Avengers movies aside, so Avengers, uh, Avengers, the Avengers, Avengers, what the hell is that one? Age of Ultron and Avengers Infinity War. Take those, move those aside. Ant-Man 2 and the Wasp is one of the best standalone Marvel comic movies out there. Okay? We're talking about Iron Man, Captain America 2, the Civil War, uh, the Winter Soldier, Ant-Man 2 and the Wasp is one of the best. It really is. I, for, in my opinion, I thoroughly enjoyed the hell out of it. Okay? And especially after seeing a pile of dog shit in the Justice League movie, I definitely needed something that kind of renewed my faith in the comic book universe. And Ant-Man 2 and the Wasp is absolutely phenomenal. So, uh, you guys need to check that one out. So, Ant-Man 2 and the Wasp, 4 out of 5 stars. Kingsman, 3 out of 5 stars. And like I said, Ant-Man 2 and the Wasp wanted me to really made me want to rewatch the Avengers Infinity War, which I did last night. And it made me like, I actually liked the movie even more now. I mean, I saw this movie in theaters and I liked it even more now because I was able to sit down and digest it a little bit more, realizing the monumental task that the Russo brothers, the directors, Russo brothers, had to put together. I mean, it's a, it's a it's an insane task, and they do such a good job of doing it. And you love every single one of the characters when they show up. Like every character, you show up, you're like, yeah, that's badass. And another character shows up, goes, yeah, that's badass. They all show up in really badass types of ways. You know, nobody really gets kind of tossed aside, kicked to the curb. They all get cool or emotional or appreciative entrances. Captain America gets a sick, sick entrance for sure. He's just kind of standing there with his back to the screen. Sweet. Super sweet. And yes, Captain America, my favorite character. He's my favorite character. And it's going to suck if he dies. Which, dude's like, he's like in his early 20s. He's a virgin. Which is kind of good because no woman can take his debt if he dies in Infinity War. Not sure where I was going with that thought, but we'll let that hang out there. Um, let's see. Let's see. So we talked about the Twitter ban, oral hygiene. We banted on that for like fucking 20 minutes. Uh, my concussion. We talked about Ant-Man and the Wasp, the Kingsman. I didn't explain Kingsman too much. It's a good Netflix or Amazon Prime flick. You need to watch Kingsman. A lot of fun. I like the actors in that movie. It's cool. 
Uh, let's see. What else do I got going on here? I don't know what these other notes are. These things are absolute mess. Uh, happy Friday, happy sugar day. Oh, yeah. Well, we I mean, we did talk about oral hygiene. We did talk about, you know, helping people out in 2019 as far as what are you going to do to help yourself out, okay? I mean, your your chances are if you're watching this or you're listening to this, you probably woke up drunk off your ass or hungover or whatever um, or in some type of foul mood. And, it's you know, everybody says have a nice day or, you know, be happy. It's like... I don't know. If you're drunk, you're probably not happy right now. So you may want to take into account what you're eating throughout this week. Try to make it a solid week. Try to choose your choice. Try to make your choices wisely. Okay. Do you want to spend money on that pint of ice cream or do you want to take that freaking five dollars and stick it in your gas tank? Do you want to spend it on groceries? Do you want to do something like that? So, you know, take that into consideration. Try to start your 2019 off with it, with as few fuck-ups as possible because this is going to be an interesting year in, in many different ways, many that you don't realize. And I would take the time to start listening to more podcasts that have to do with long-form conversation, people you've never met before. There's a lot of people trending out there right now, like Eric Weinstein, Dave Rubin, Jordan Peterson, Heather Hi- uh, Heather Heyer, Heather Heyer, Heather Ayer, excuse me, Camille Paglia, um, the femsplainer there, I forget her name, Christina Hoff Summers. I'm trying to throw some females in there, so, you know, you don't think I'm kind of leaving you guys aside, girls, excuse me, what's your pronoun? Um, those people. Uh, of course, Jordan Peterson, Brett and Eric Weinstein, Joe Rogan, okay? I want you to take in a few of those people, kind of get in a few hours a week, two, three hours, Get fit them into your schedule. I don't care how you do it, okay? Take fucking, because let's face it, you're all going into Instagram holes, Facebook holes, Snapchat holes, whatever. You're just sitting there swiping through your phone, scrolling through. You're not doing anything important. You're not. You're not catching up on your friends so you like them so that they can validate their fucking existence, okay? You need to be focusing on what you're doing and taking stuff to make yourself smarter, more educated, more eloquent. Because let's face it, you're not learning anything in college. And if you've heard me plenty and plenty of times, the last thing you want to do is listen to a college student. Okay? Don't ever listen to a college student. Also, I also noticed this. I saw this the other day. Somebody posted something about this. And I, 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 I tweeted to the University of Michigan to have them clarify and this is just preliminary research. Not like the research I just did on the Tootsie Roll Pop that apparently something to do with high, uh, with their having trans fats in them. <sighs> Shame. Shame on you, Tootsie Pop. Now, we all know that t- tuition costs to colleges are out of control, even for a liberal arts degree. We're talking, you know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars for four years of college for a liberal arts degree. Do you know what a liberal arts degree will get you in the job market? Probably nothing. At least nothing that's going to truly pay the bills. Let me put it, to, put it to you this way. Say you get a liberal arts degree. Cost you 80 to 100 grand. Great. You have to start paying that back within six months to two years after deferment. Now you're going to go out and get a job with your liberal arts degree that really doesn't teach you anything anymore. It used to. It used to be legit, but now it's not. But then you're going to go out and you're going to make what? $15 an hour? $16 an hour? $17 an hour? 
which equates to after taxes about, well, before taxes, it's about between thirty-three dollars and $37,000 a year. How are you going to go out and get a $35,000 a year job when you owe $100,000 in college loans? How the fuck are you going to pay that back? You're going to put it on the lowest payment possible, which is like 50, 60 bucks a year, which is basically interest. You're never going to pay it off. You're just going to have that huge college loan sitting there. So why even do it? But my point is, is that besides colleges being bullshit and then basically charging you up the ass and their administrative uh, fees are through the roof because the overhead on administrative costs at a college are out of control out of control. The amount of admin- administrators you have a normal sized college, let alone a huge university, is through the freaking roof. And at the end of the day, all those faculty fees, it all lands on the student. It all lands on the student. And if the student can't pay it right up front or they're not working another job because they're studying their asses off, maybe they can't work another job, it's a loan. Because if they're not getting a scholarship, let's face it, most kids don't get scholarships. They get student loans. Sally Mae, Naviant, uh, uh, federal loans, you know, tree loans. That all comes from the federal government. All that. Just keep that in mind, okay? Next time you go to apply for a loan. University of Michigan, they have about 10, 10 to $11 million dollars an administrative payroll that goes towards faculty with diversity titles. Diversity, inclusion, uh, multiculturalism, intersectional, all social construct bullshit that has nothing to do with helping the students, disciplining the students, helping the students gear up for what's going to happen after college. All diversity titles. There's about 50 names there, I think. 25 to 50 names. $10 million a year. Okay. Now, $10 million will buy you a really good high school, uh, college football coach, Nick Saban, you know, Urban Meyer. But here's the thing. Those coaches, those $10 million a year football coaches bringing a lot of money to the school overall. So that one coach who you're paying 6 to $12 million a year for brings in a shit ton of cash, merchandising, and all kinds of stuff to fund the college. These fucking diversity people you're paying $10 million a year for, all that money just comes, it just gets thrown on the students who can't afford it. Why would you want to go to a school like that where you're getting, where $10 million a year, $10 million a year is being charged to you but it's, you're not getting it in the form of education. You think that that amount of money, $10 million, you'd be getting a serious education out of what you're doing. You'd be getting a fucking PhD. But instead, you're getting a lesson on diversity. If you follow me anyway, shape, in any way, shape, or form when it comes to diversity, it tightens my colon. So... I followed up with University of Michigan, and I'm not big enough for them to answer back to. I'm not Ben Shapiro. But I think if you have $10 million in payroll, first of all, administrative overhead, like I said, is out of control. 
But if you have $10 million that goes strictly towards diversity, consultants, administrators, that, that means that if, if it's an administrator, 90% of the time, that, that, that administrator or that faculty member, that money is not being used to benefit students. Or it's not even used being used to benefit professors who need that money. Because a recent um, article just came out that teachers are quitting in droves. Full-time teachers, full-time professors are saying, fuck it. This isn't worth it. There's too much administrative bullshit that I have to go through on a daily basis in order to be a teacher or a professor here. So why would I even do it? Fuck it. I don't want to bother. I'll be part-time or per diem. And let's face it, a part-time or a per diem teacher or professor doesn't get paid anything. They do. Not going to amount to slave labor. I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say the amount of money that they get paid to be part-time is a joke. Now, I don't know what it's like in Europe. I'm not going to state what it's like in Europe. I'm just talking about in the West, our, our, you know, the United States and Canada. Oh, Canada. You know, um, that amount of money is ridiculous. So you're, and we talk, and yes, do I think that teachers should be paid what they deserve? Yes, I know. My mother was a teacher. She was a special ed teacher. Mm. She was also the one who filled me full of Ritalin, but I'm going to forgive her for that. <laughs> She didn't know. The doctors lied to her. The doctors lied to her that Ritalin would help her son, and the only thing it did was make him the fucked up kid that he is now. Look at me, I'm 35. Eh, I'm all fucked up. But she didn't know. She's a special ed teacher. She was paid mostly what she deserved. I think she could have been, deserved a little bit more. And a, an additional stipend, too, for the amount of money that she put into just her room because she had to fund her own room, pens, pencils, all that coloring shit. So... um, uh, take a quick second here to say hi to Via Love, probably French or something or whatever. I don't know where you're from, but you're saying hi, so I'm going to say hi back. If you have questions and if you have questions or whatever or comments, feel free to send them my way. I'll always love to entertain what you're thinking. Um, but yeah, teachers don't get paid enough. And this $10 million here that I see from the University of Michigan is going towards some faculty members with the term diversity underneath them. What the fuck do you have that's so important that you want to give to the students that's, that has to do with diversity? When they could be learning other things. They could be reading the Gulag Archipelago. They could be having real social, talking about real social topics. Or learning how to get finances over, you know, learning how to do their finances when they get out of college. Because let's face it, when you're 21 or something, um, you don't know shit about money. When you get out of college, you're fucking stupid when it comes to cash. Okay? Last thing you want to give a 22-year-old is a credit card. I'm a perfect example of that. Um, so <laughs> yeah, you could be teaching them how to do their finances when they get out of school, especially NBA players. That's for sure. Um, kidding. Actually, no, I'm not kidding. So that $10 million, it's a joke. And if this is university of Michigan, that's doing this, I could only assume that other colleges and other large universities like Yale, Stanford, Harvard are doing this as well, especially colleges in California as well. This money that you're spending to go to these colleges, you're not getting out what you put in. I can tell you that right now. So am I going to tell you to not go to college? No, I'm not going to tell you not to go to college. But I wouldn't hate you if you didn't. If we started talking and I found that you didn't have a college degree, I would not take you any less seriously. Okay? Because let's face it. If, thank you for the compliment on my glasses. I have these glasses. I have those glasses. I have five pairs of glasses. If you didn't watch last week's podcast... I have like a million pairs of sunglasses, okay? Um, 
all different kinds. Some I wear to the gym, some I keep in my car, some I wear during the YouTube thing. Um, yeah, I love my sunglasses. <laughs> I'm a freak for them. Um, it's flair. So let's. I'll I'll finish on this thought because we're already an hour in, and this is, every week is always a different adventure for me on this podcast. And you know, oh, you can also find us if you want to download or subscribe to the podcast. Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Addict. We are everywhere. I. I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere. I'm like Smith. Okay. Yeah, okay. You don't go to college. Should I take you any less seriously? Not necessarily. I think you have just as much value to offer to society if you didn't go to college than if you did. I would take you less seriously if you spent $200,000, went to college, didn't get anything out of it other than a liberal arts degree, or dropped out because you lost motivation. It's like, well, dude, you fucked up. What are you going to do about it? Okay. Or maybe you're not smart enough to go to college. You know, let's face it. We all have stupid people in our family. My brother's not an idiot. My sister's not an idiot. So clearly I'm the retard. So, I mean, but I still have use. I, mean, I still can do a lot of things that are important to society. You know, it's like, it's like I have a friend of mine. He drives a Maserati Elante. You know, this, this 426-horsepower behemoth SUV. Okay. But would I t do I take him seriously? Yeah, he's a hardworking guy. When I look at that car, I see, the first thing I see is a dude who sits in his office till like 10, 11 o'clock at night getting shit done just so he can live that lifestyle. Okay. You earned it, bro. You earned it. No bullshit from here. But if he showed up the next, if he, if he showed up in a 1992 Oldsmobile Cutlass, you know it. You know what I'm thinking. When I say Oldsmobile Cutlass, 1992, you're thinking four doors, about this long. Uh, uh, it's got those, you know, those little those hubcaps with the with the with the freaking spokes in them. They could be hubcaps or they could be actual rims. And um, it's got like a, it's either like probably like maroon or like a dark blue. Okay, and it's got that that cool lined fabric interior with with the long dashboard. You know. You know, and it's also, what, 8, 10, 18. Um, so it's like almost 30 years old, basically. But imagine if he showed up in that car, and the car was in pristine condition. This is his primary driver car. He took to work. He drove with it. Whatever he did. And this was his primary car. But the car was immaculate. When I say immaculate, it was waxed. The wheels were in great condition. You check out the interior. The interior is spotless. He put a new more modern stereo in there, like a Sony or a JBL or whatever, and it's got a nice, clean interior in it, nice stereo, no cracks or whatever in there, and the car was spotless. It didn't sound like shit, didn't sound like a lawnmower, had a clean exhaust sound to it, started up on a dime. You know, those cars had, like, between 180 and 220 horsepower, so they weren't shit boxes. And I mean, imagine if the car showed up, imagine if it was immaculate. This is a car that cost... I don't know, 20 grand when it came out, but the car was in perfect immaculate condition, I would be just as, or if not more, to take him seriously because he took a car, which has really no value on the market nowadays, but was a good car back then, a solid car back then, and he absolutely, no rust on it. He, you know, proofed the wheel wells. The interior is great. The suspension's on. It's awesome. You can drive it anywhere. You look at you, you look at that car and you go, I can trust that car. Therefore, I can tr if I can trust that car, I can trust the person behind the car 
who took care of that car. A car that's 20 years old, 30 years old, and it's in that shape, and he drives it every day? Just as valuable as that Maserati that you leased or bought. Okay? So, it doesn't matter whether you go to college or not, in my opinion. You know, college nowadays is like, it, it is, it's, it's the Maserati of education. The only problem is, it's not as fast as a Maserati. It's not as cool looking as a Maserati. And at the end of the day, a Maserati can get you from point A to point B. I don't know if a college education can. And you're spending the same amount of money. I don't know if you know this, but Maseratis cost between eighty dollars and $120,000. So does a college education. One of them may not get you anywhere. Shout out to the Italians. So, I think I'm going to end on that. If you have other thoughts or questions about that little ending rant that I have there, I think there's. I actually think there's something to that. So maybe I need to expand upon it a little bit more. You know, it's like saying it's like you know, if you have two kids, if you have two kids, one of them's got you know a uh, 118 IQ. 118 IQ is decent, but maybe you have another kid who's got like a 94 IQ. Okay, 80 is when you start running into problems. But if you say he's got like a 94 IQ. So maybe he's not that eloquent. Maybe he's not super bright. You know, maybe he's just, there's just not, you know, maybe he's not going to be a great painter anytime soon. Or he's going to be not going to be a great musician. Maybe. maybe. Maybe he can be a really dope mechanic, though. Maybe he can be a really good plumber. Maybe he can be a really a good HVAC. Maybe he can do really something really well, skilled trade. He could make $100,000 a year. By being a skilled tradesman. So you don't love that kid any less. Even though he's not the brightest bulb in the universe. He can still have a good wardrobe. He can still have a great paying job. He can still be a vital asset to the community. Even though he's not the Maserati of the family. He's the 92 Cutlass Supreme. But if you take care of it. And you nurse it. And you make sure that all its problems are taken care of. And you give it the proper education. And the proper structure for how to live a good life. Just as valuable to the community than anything else that you could put out there or anything else that you could spend an additional $10 million in diversity administrative fees on for a quarter or an eighth of the price. Like a fucking cheap bag of weed. You'll get the most out of it. Anyways, we've talked about plenty of today. I hope everybody has a true, meaningful... um great 2019 I think there's a lot that could be done this year great I I, I think um, one thing I want to kind of close up on as far as one thing you can do for 2019 is start a conversation your goal is not to win conversations or win arguments your goal is to communicate and glue society back together Move politics aside. Try asking people where they're from, what their family life is like, what they like to eat for food, why they eat the way they do, what's their daily routine like. Why don't we start with doing that? Putting people back together, putting families back together, putting friendships back together. I think that'd be much more valuable. And I think that by doing that, 
we could have a a better foundation for what's to come this year because I see a lot of things kind of po- it's very easy for society to go sideways. Very easy. And the easiest way for it to happen is if we all stop talking to each other. And what I mean by stop talking to each other, I don't mean by texting or sending each other memes or tweeting. I mean by actually calling each other on the phone or talking to each other in person, making that effort. Because when you have people on this side and people on this side, and I'm holding up my hands on the left and the right, and when they're parallel, they're all heading in the same direction and they're keeping each other in line. But when they start to press against each other, you know, and they're not talking, the house falls. So I really hope that everybody tries to listen to everybody for the most part and really takes an interest in everything that everybody does and try not to bury people too quickly. There's a lot of problems out there. I hope everybody tries to get along for the most part. You know, there can be healthy debate. Feel free to ask questions. If you have questions, I'm not afraid. I'll say whatever the fuck I want. I don't care. And I'm not perfect. I'm not eloquent. I'm not as eloquent as Jordan Peterson, but I'm doing my best. So I hope that if you guys have questions or thoughts or concerns or opinions, you guys can reach out to me. Positive sarcasm at outlook.com. You can hit me up on my website and contact me there. There's a message section. You can hit the contact button there. You can hit me up on all my social medias, facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. Instagram, at positive underscore sarcasm. You can tweet me, at positive, at POS sarcasm. Although I prefer something a little more long form, you know, because 140 characters, you're not going to get your real point across, but it's a start, okay? You can email me, you can tweet me, you can message me, DM me, facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. You can find me on there. No problem. I'm happy to entertain all that stuff. If uh, you're in the area and you want to be a guest on the podcast, you want to talk further, I don't care. Whatever it does to get the conversation going so we can move humanity forward, I'm more than welcome to do it. And if you want to buy me a coffee, as long as it's not Starbucks coffee, consider it a date. In not that kind of way. So, all right. I'm going to finish this up. I got some other stuff to do. Um, If you want to donate, please, if you do want to donate, it's all appreciated. PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate or just hit the donate button at positivesarcasm.com. Why am I holding my breath? <sighs> there we go. I appreciate you guys listening, subscribing, tuning, people who are streamed, you know, chatting, stream chat, viewing on positives, uh, twitch.tv slash positive sarcasm one. Like I said, you want to chat afterwards, hit me up. I'm on my social media. Appreciate you guys commenting, subscribing, doing all this more. 2019, the year of the positive sarcasm. We're going to do more shit. Thank you guys. I'll talk to you next week. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation.